This is the Sheep Guarding Llama Podcast for Wednesday, January 11th, 2006. I know a girl named Betty who wears patent leather shoes. She just moved from Missouri and she's feeling kind of bruised. She says, hey, 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 to the vendor at parking 81st. A good day, good day to the mailman as she passes and she sees the city glowing in the morning. She feels that she might burst I know a wife named Betty who wears alligator boots She stays out all night dancing and she likes to play the blues She says hey to her ballet as she rolls in at 6am A good day, good day to her husband as he rolls his eyes Getting up for work, putting on a smirk Cause he knows that Betty City it First. Betty likes to watch the city wake up as the sun glides through the sky. Betty likes to watch the city wake up and she knows that she could lie here happy and free and all that she could be. Betty likes to watch the city wake up and the city says, hey, hey, hey. Lascivious Biddies, one of the best songs I've heard yet from the Podsafe Music Network. Uh, big news today in Rochester is that the uh, the new mayor, uh, Mayor Duffy, has 
uh, officially uh, decided that the city of Rochester is no longer supporting the Fast Ferry, which is uh, cause for total rejoicing here in Rochester because uh, it has been several years now uh, that uh, the ferry's been in. And uh, with absolutely no business plan, no clue how this is supposed to make money, um, uh, they were running uh, at a, a debt of approximately a million dollars a month. They were going farther into debt uh, with this fast ferry with not even a plan for making uh, a profit ever. Um, they were uh, uh, Mayor Duffy said that uh, if they were to run at 75% capacity uh, and increase prices, prices by 20%, which is pretty close to running at 100% capacity currently, that uh, they would only lose just over $2 million a year. Uh, so basically there was no feasible way for the ferry to ever make money no matter what they did. So uh, it's awesome that they have finally uh, decided to shut that down. And the ferry's just been a, a fiasco for those of you who haven't been following it. I mean, this has been terrible. They brought in the ferry. Uh, it was a private company up front, and uh, they did a terrible job of running the ferry. It didn't make any sense. They lost all kinds of money. And then they managed to get uh, the city of Rochester to help with that, which uh, was not... Uh, a good idea at all, and uh, so the city went in, spent all kinds of money, and uh, then when the company went bankrupt, they um, they convinced the city of Rochester to buy the ferry, which they already knew the ferry was not going to make money. Uh, it already gotten a really bad reputation. Having the city of Rochester spend money on it was absolutely the worst thing ever. Uh, but it appears the only thing that can make sense is that Mayor Johnson, who is the only major supporter of the ferry, uh, was getting kickbacks, uh, getting paid under the table to uh, uh, to do the ferry. Because I mean, there's just no other logical option. Um, there was no business plan. No, there's and the worst part is there was a secret deal made um, that the city of Toronto, because the ferry runs from Rochester, Toronto, which seems like a nice idea. Um, but the problem is that Rochester is putting in the ferry. And there's no reason for Canadians to come to Rochester. None. But there's lots of reasons for Rochesterians to go to Canada. Things are cheaper up there. They have a big city. We can go and enjoy culture and uh, Broadway-style shows and uh, great restaurants and, and all this great stuff in Toronto. That's wonderful. But the real problem is that the city of Rochester should not be spending money on taking money out of Rochester and spending it in Toronto. That's not something that, as a city, we should be investing in. That makes no sense. Uh, now, if there was some reason for Canadians to come to Rochester, but when Rochesterians go to, go to Canada, they land at the Port of Toronto, which has directly in front of it a train station that can take you anywhere in Canada, but more importantly, a subway station, which will take you all around the major shopping areas and the major cultural centers of Toronto. You can get anywhere on Toronto public transportation. Everything you need is right downtown. You can stay in wonderful hotels, go see shows, get lots of dinner, do shopping, everything right in the middle of this awesome, huge city. Now, if you're a Torontan and you want to come to Rochester, you land at the Port of Rochester, which is several miles from the city. The city owns this tiny little strip of land, one street wide, along the river, and at the up in the lake, it, they have the Port of Rochester. So when you land, you are in the middle of nowhere. There is an ice cream shop with very good ice cream, but that is it. You have nothing to do when you get dropped off on the boat. Now, unlike a big Canadian city, Rochester has no public transportation infrastructure. So how do you get from the, the port of Rochester down to the city of Rochester? Well, I guess you can call a cab, but we don't have taxis very readily available in uh, in Rochester. And uh, there, the bus system is terrible because the city is incredibly poor, the city itself, and uh, so the public transportation system is just awful, and it takes you to really, really bad areas of the city. And more importantly, you have to cross some really 
dangerous sections of the city to get from the Port of Rochester to downtown. Now, once you, as a Canadian tourist, arrive downtown Rochester, you realize that downtown Rochester is desolate. This is a city that has absolutely nothing in its center. Um, there are a couple of restaurants. There are a couple of businesses. There's no place to shop. And downtown is, is not clean. It is not nice. It is not a place where you want to be unless you're going to see something at uh, Eastman Theater or um, uh, the George Eastman Museum. There's a couple of museums, but these are small museums, things that people from Toronto would not come to Rochester to see, except for possibly the Eastman Museum of Photography. Um, and so downtown is completely useless because there's no transportation to get around it. Everything has to be done on foot, which is dangerous except for middle, in the middle of the day. Everything shuts down in the early evening, and there's very little hotel space in that area. So there's no way for a tourist to use downtown Rochester. The reason that people from Toronto might come to Rochester is to do some shopping. Well, the shopping areas are uh, out to the east in Victor, out to the west in Greece, or to the south in Henrietta. All three are pretty major shopping districts, but they all require... Uh, to be used in any practical way, a car. Uh, you could get to them by taxi. You can get to at least some of them by bus, but there's no practical way to do shopping and get stuff back to the boat uh, due to massive lack of infrastructure. It just makes no sense for people from Toronto to be in Rochester for anything. So the whole ferry is designed around taking money out of Rochester and giving it to Toronto. On top of that, they made the secret deal to pay Toronto a quarter of a million dollars a year for the right to run this ferry and dock at the Port of Toronto, which apparently they were going to upgrade due to the size of ferry, and there's there's reasons for the money. But there's also a reason why this money was not uh, mentioned to the populace of Rochester, because it was insane. There, no intelligent person, no semi-intelligent person, could possibly have thought that it was okay to pay Toronto to have a system to take our money. Um, but of course Toronto was thrilled with the whole idea. They were making out like bandits. They didn't have to pay for the ferry. They didn't have to pay for the port. And no one from Toronto was going to leave Toronto to come to Rochester other than to have the novelty of saying they, they rode a boat and saw the United States. They can ride Amtrak and get here faster and more conveniently at slightly lower cost, or they could just drive down, because once you have two people in a car, it's cheaper to drive. Uh, and especially since the border crossing on public transportation is uh, more stringent than it is on uh, uh, when you're driving yourself or walking across the border or whatever, uh, so it, it could be a big pain. You're actually expected to have a passport or multiple forms of uh, identification. When driving, you don't need those things. Um, so it's just the worst thing ever. And then on top of it, these technical details with the ferry that the ferry doesn't run, it leaks, has all, just issue after issue. They never figured out how to run it. And what part of the biggest problem is is that even if the ferry worked perfectly, um, it is in such a poor location that people who live in Rochester, because Rochester is not, the majority of the population is not downtown, it's in the suburbs. Uh, someone like us who live in one of the farthest southern suburbs. Okay, we're not in a western suburb, we're not towards Toronto in any way, but we are a little bit outside of Rochester. Uh, we're about 17 minutes by car south of uh, the Thruway, which is really kind of the southern extent of uh, the main part of the city. Um, <clears throat> for us to go to the ferry, it takes almost an hour of travel time to get to the ferry. And much like an airport, you must arrive ahead of time, so you get to the ferry, say, an hour ahead. So there's two hours from the time we leave home until you get onto the ferry. The ferry then takes, I believe, two to two and a half hours to cross the lake to get to Toronto. Then you must disembark. And in total, uh, from people who've done it, I've heard it takes just about five to five and a half hours uh, to take the ferry from one side to the other. 
this is a real problem because the ferry is massively expensive, uh, incredibly inconvenient because you have to run on their schedule, and even worse because they regularly uh, change their schedules without notice and cancel um, uh, trips uh, because they, they won't have enough people, so they simply won't go. Um, so you have no way to guarantee anything, and you can't just be dropped off and expect you'll be able to make it. You have nowhere to leave your car because the port has no parking. Um, so there's this major, major hassle involved with just getting onto the boat, if that even works. So five and a half hours later, you arrive in Toronto and realize you've spent massively more money, wasted most of your day, and the people who drove from Geneseo have been there for several hours enjoying themselves. Or if they decided to take public transportation, they drove 45 minutes and were able to go right to Amtrak, park their car, and take the train in. Uh, it wasn't massively faster, but it is faster. It is safer. This is really important. Trains are the most incredibly safe form of transportation. Ferries are safe, but they're not as safe. It's not something you would pay extra for to be a little bit less safe than the train. Uh, Some people get seasick, not normally on large ferries, but it does happen. Very few people get motion sick on a train due to the the, the stable motion of it. Um, the train is just so much more convenient, and it makes a whole bunch of stops on the way, so you could uh, go from other locations, uh, such as Buffalo, Niagara Falls, uh, Utica, Rome, Syracuse. Uh, all those places can take the train, but they can't take the ferry. Only Rochester has a ferry stop. And so... There was no upside to the ferry whatsoever, and this has been going on for years. The city has been losing tens of millions of dollars after the ferry company went bankrupt uh, to maintain this ferry. And after all this, uh, Mayor Johnson, the former mayor of Rochester, attempted to, at the very last minute, on one of his last like two or three days of being in office, he attempted to push through a bill uh, to give um, eleven more than $11 million more dollars to the ferry to keep it operating another year, when it was known that it could not make money. It isn't physically possible for the, for the ferry to make money. And it had already shut down for the year uh, when it was scheduled to run for, for months more. Um, but fortunately, the, the incoming mayor, 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 mayor Duffy, uh, who is now the mayor, managed to convince him not to do that, and the money has not been spent on the ferry now. And uh, the city of Rochester's finances have been saved to what extent they can be. Um... So this is really rough. Now, the, even worse than all this is that, one, Mayor Johnson is not, as far as I know, being investigated for fraud, which I believe is uh, obvious. Um, if he was not fraudulent, I don't know what excuse he could possibly have for having run the ferry. I think um, uh, defrauding the people of Rochester uh, is probably the best-case scenario for him at this point, because otherwise he was simply looking to destroy the city, um, completely insane, I don't know. Um, But now RIT, the Rochester Institute of Technology, has actually offered a professorship, and he has accepted, to Mayor Johnson to go to RIT and to teach ethics. Not even business, not urban planning, not political science, all things that at least he has experience with, but ethics. Of all the things in the world... This is something that a man who sold his soul to the devil does not have the authority to teach. Um, uh, Supposedly, a a large number of major sponsors of RIT have pulled their funding over this issue, Uh, but as far as I know, he is going to still be teaching ethics, um, I believe, next semester. So, uh, just... It's wonderful news that the ferry is no longer going to be running from Rochester. Hopefully the city can sell it and recoup some of their loss. I guess there has been interest from some southern ports that are able to run a ferry year-round, where it is inconceivably possible to make money where populations are larger. Uh, They have bi-directional traffic. They can run year-round. They don't run into ice, uh, etc., etc. 
Um, and where fuel costs is, is less expensive, that's another big deal that uh, fuel here in both Rochester and Toronto is very expensive compared to the rest of the country. So ferries are even harder to justify financially uh, compared because um, they are not fuel efficient. They're, they're more fuel efficient than a car, but only barely, uh, but nowhere near as efficient as a train. Um, so that is, uh, that's my rant on, uh, the ferry from Rochester, uh, but it's over now. So you never have to hear from me again about that. I do hope, uh, if you check out SGL, there is some links on there, uh, that I put up, um, just so that, uh, you can find, uh, some other people's opinions and, uh, uh, things that are going on. Uh, our next song that I'm going to play, I've been, uh, talking for way longer than I intended to there. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, we're going to play In the Circle by Hungry Lucy. I've played Hungry Lucy previously, uh, on the show, but, uh, uh, I believe we played, uh, Grave, uh, the 2005 remix of Grave. Hungry Lucy is, uh, an established band. They've been around for, I think, eight years. Uh, they have three albums out and, uh, some pretty good stuff, uh, I've heard from them. This is In the Circle from their Glow album. This is Hungry Lucy.
Okay, that was Hungry Lucy with In the Circle, and uh, I'm here in the Geneseo Studios with Oreo. This is one of the uh, few, few shows that I actually do during the day. Normally I record uh, the SGL podcast at night, but uh, uh, the weather's just so great. The sun's out, and it's a beautiful, warm January day. People would never believe that upstate New York, here in the snow belt, uh, that it is in the mid-50s, and uh, sunny and green, kind of windy, excuse me, kind of windy, it's always windy here, uh, but... Uh, it's just a wonderful day. You don't need a jacket. I've been wearing a fleece. It's perfectly comfortable outside with uh, nothing but a fleece. Uh, it's just been so nice this winter. Um, what a change. I'm so used to New York being buried in snow and, and incredibly cold, and uh, this year has just been wonderful. So uh, uh, the only last topic that I want to hit for the show tonight is we want to wish happy birthday. It's a couple days belated, but to Danielle Ralston, who turned 30 uh, just on uh, Friday, and uh, so had to uh, make sure that everyone knew uh, that, uh, I'm sorry, not on Friday, but on Monday, um, I'm losing uh, losing track of my own days. This is the problem that you get from working at home, that uh, you just have no concept of what day is what. I felt like today was Monday, but it's Wednesday because I missed the trash, uh, because I got up too late. Um, they snuck through. So January 9th, Danielle turned 30, uh, and is now the oldest of all of us, the, uh, the only one to turn 30, other than uh, Dominica's sister Francesca, who uh, also turned 30 uh, in the last uh, two months. So uh, it's, uh, it's a big year for everyone here at SGL, uh, going over the, uh, over the hill and uh, into the second half. All right, we're going to wrap up the show today with uh, Katie Weir, who we played a couple days ago, and uh, we were the first uh, podcast to play her music, and her stuff is absolutely awesome. So we wanted to bring her back. This is off her The Smell of Rain album, and the song is Daddy Was a Lake.
was Katie Weir with Daddy Was a Lake, and as always, Sheepguarding Llama gets their music from the Podsafe Music Network, which you can find online on the web at music.podshow.com. <laughs>